0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man of the yeah. Uh, oh, Mac man of the yeah, madman man at a bounce. rusty girls everywhere, titty ass hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man of the yeah, uh, oh Mac man of the yeah, met man at a bounce, home of the party in the tree, sunny land of the gym. What's going on? Welcome to the All American Chelsea podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old US of A. Uh huh. Bounce. What's going on, everybody? Uh, well, how do I start off the podcast? Your boy's been good, man. Like I love it. this song right here, "Man of the Year" by Schoolboy Q. Always puts me in a good mood, man. Like good mood. It's it just like it feels like it feels like you know if I was in a movie. It would be like the, uh, like it would be in a scene where where it's like a party, this that or the other. Like I don't know, man. It always feels good. It always feels good. I was a little unsure how to or what song I wanted to put at the beginning of the podcast. I I, I didn't know how I wanted to do it or what's I shouldn't say how I wanted what song I wanted to start the podcast with today. Um. And I settled on Man of the Year. I wouldn't say it settled, but I said it. I settled. I picked Man of the Year by Schoolboy Q. One of my favorites, man. It's a go-to favorite. I try to give you guys something different every single show. I don't do my best not to repeat. There's a lot of songs, man, that I that I remember, that I forget. I'm like, every, like I'll hear songs, I'm like, god damn it, that's a song that I want to open up the podcast with. But at times, some episodes that i say that for i I just feel like it's the wrong time the wrong vibe for the show if we're just coming after a loss i don't want to start an episode of the podcast with like too much of a hype song or whatever so like i always kind of make sure that i pick the right song for the show and i and most. Most times, I won't know what's the right song until I start the show. Or after I'm done recording the show. Because you guys know I always record this part of the show after I've done the interview. So, what do we got going on, man? I, I finally saw the Dragon Ball movie. I finally saw it. I uh, Actually, I saw it last week uh, before the Bortmouth loss. But I was so disheartened. I was so... Blech. after the loss i hadn't i didn't want to like it, it just i it i it didn't feel right you know I, I wasn't thinking about my head wasn't in the right spot after the Bournemouth loss and i'm sure you guys out there you can relate it wasn't it was just blech. i might as well just not even bring it up get over it because that that was terrible That was terrible, but I saw the Dragon Ball movie, and what can I say, uh, I I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved the movie. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, um, I'm excited for the new direction that they're taking Broly's story. I don't want to give any spoilers out, uh, but the overall feel of the movie was perfect, man. Um. I'm going to share... Well, should I do it? All right. I'll share a personal little part of the movie. So, if you guys... Once you guys see the movie, you'll be able to put this into context. So, at the end of the movie, something happens. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, And I'm just watching Goku on the screen. And I'm just looking at him. And this is at the end of the movie. You guys who have seen the movie know exactly the part I'm talking about. At the end of the movie... I'm watching it and I'm like, bro, this guy is so pure. He's so perfect. He's so perfect. Fucking Goku is the most perfect person to ever exist ever. I know he's a cartoon and on top of that, he's not a human being. He's a Saiyan. but the point is that Goku is fucking perfect. He's perfect. He's pure. He's so perfect. He's such a good person, man, and it kind of got me, like, it got me in my heart, like, it got me, like, like damn, like, when I grow up, I want to be just like Goku, I want to grow up and be a good person just like Goku, so, <sighs> that's all I got on the movie, please go out and watch it, it's fucking amazing, it's the best Dragon Ball movie, period, period, none better, no Dragon Ball movie better. Um, and it, it's got me excited for the future of Dragon Ball, period. It, it's perfect. It's it's perfect. You guys will enjoy it. So what else is new? Over the weekend, we found out that, um, it's after the Super Bowl. So fucking New England Patriots are still cheaters. They're dirt che- dirty cheaters. They will always be cheaters. I don't even want to... I don't even want to get into why they're cheaters. They will always be cheaters. The NFL is disgusting on how the NFL protects them. Uh, at the end of the game, you have the Rams pick up a huge first down. The offense is finally rolling. And the ref, the line judge, decides to throw a flag on holding on the center that he was holding the D tackle. When his hands were inside, he wasn't holding him. He never held him. But the ref decided. So, no problem. The refs had been calling it pretty square the entire game. But that was a bullshit call. And on the final drive where the Patriots needed to score. And I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The NFL was up to their bullshit. Always with the Patriots. Always with the Patriots. Always protecting the Patriots. The NFL was up to their bullshit. And I knew it. After that play, after that call, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Game over. Patriots got it. The NFL, the fix is in. The fix is in. The commissioner has called. Roger Goodell has called. And he's want, he already put it in that the Patriots need to win. Ba-ba-ba-ba. B-b-b-b. The money started to get paid. Started to be handed out. Palms have been greased. And I knew. I knew. When the Patriots drove... They went marching down the field, fucking Tom Brady, who is an absolute disgrace for those claiming that he's the best quarterback ever with his dumb ass dink and dunk, five yard passes here, 10 yard passes there. It's, it's, it's laughable, laughable to consider him the best quarterback of all time. I, I, I'm getting sick, nauseous to my stomach as a Miami Dolphin fan. I've been putting up with this guy. The 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 circle jerk. Everybody jerking this guy off. Oh, Tom is the greatest. Oh, oh. His entire career. And I've seen this guy as a fraud from day one. Don't forget his first time he ever started in an NFL game was against the Miami Dolphins where we kicked his ass. And I've always seen him as a fraud and exactly what he is. A system quarterback. Nothing else. Aaron Rodgers is 20 times the quarterback that Tom Brady is. Anything that Tom Brady can do, Aaron Rodgers does it 30 times better. And Aaron Rodgers does things that Tom Brady can't do. Tom Brady has never and will never have the legs that Aaron Rodgers has. So I, I don't... Patriots are driving the ball down the field. And the center for the Patriots literally is bear-hugging in Dominican Sioux. Bear-hugging in Dominican Sioux. For the touchdown. For Mitchell uh, Mitchells to run the ball in for the touchdown. And I knew it. I saw that. I'm like, there we go again. There we go again. The NFL protecting the New England cheating ass Patriots. There we go again. Every year is the same shit. Every year is the same shit. The NFL protecting the Patriots. All the way going back to the tuck rule. NFL again. Protecting the Patriots in the Tuck Rule, going back to uh, the snowplow game for the Dolphins in the '80s. It's 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 laughable now. I I refuse. It's almost I refuse to watch the NFL anymore. While these two assholes, these three—Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady—assholes, the three of them—and uh, the Patriots, the Super, and another thing. The Super Bowl was shit. Absolute shit. The halftime show, they, they honey-dicked us all. Said they were going to play uh, Sweet Victory by SpongeBob from SpongeBob. They showed his, you know, pictures of SpongeBob in the, in, in the little hype-up videos with Maroon 5. Terrible performance. Terrible halftime show. The best thing about it was Travis Scott and Big Boy. They honey-dicked us, started showing uh, the clips of Spongebob, and I'm like, yes, they're going to play Sweet Victory. Sure enough, the dickless NFL had a perfect opportunity to to, to, to do something for the fans, to gain market share with the younger audience that they're using, the, the, the audience that's grown up with Spongebob. And what do they do? Fucking nothing. Unbelievable. I don't. Don't get me started with with the fucking Patriots and the Super Bowl and the love of Tom Brady. Fucking asshole. Piece of shit. Anyways, Anyways. So Super Bowl happens. And in the morning, Monday morning, what do we find out? 21 Savage is British is british and he's getting the port. the sad part okay guys relax he has kids he has a family he has a life that he has established here in the u.s that's not funny that is not funny um as a child of immigrant parents that whole immigration thing i i don't i don't even know where i stand with it i'm proud to be an american but I also am proud to be the child of immigrants, so I, I don't even I don't even know where to begin with that, um, and nor do I want to begin anywhere with that uh, on this podcast. But the funny part is that you have Twenty One Savage he's british the entire time and the memes that are coming out the memes are hilarious the one that i was cracking up at was the one with uh it's a picture of takashi 69 in the courtroom and it said um it was like takashi i'm not a snitch court the the judge you're facing 47 years in prison takashi you ever noticed that 21 savage looks british next day
1: <laughs>
0: 21 savage arrested i was laughing my balls off with that uh the videos of 21 savage like people like I, because i did the same thing too i went on youtube and i tried to find videos where maybe you could hear 21 savage rapping in it like you know like letting letting uh his accent go because he was here when he was 12 but uh but i was trying to find it and it was just hilarious hilarious this one killed me this one destroyed me a video of the bt cypher it looks like uh like what you know what the cypher they do with little yatties in there it's like with a whole bunch of like uh the freshmen the rookies and it's a picture of 21 savage holding the mic up and it they changed up oh my god i was laughing my ass off when i saw that hilarious hilarious oh my god the me yo the internet stays winning the internet never ever ever loses ever always winning when i grow up i want to live on the internet man i love the internet but anyways enough with the bullshit enough with the chit chat time to start the podcast and bring on my my brother my my friend uh, the man directly responsible for putting me on and that's Nene FC. Um, this episode was supposed to take place two weeks ago, something like that back in January, sometime in January. And what happened was the morning that we set out to record, he and I were on, we on, on a phone call for six, five hours, five hours, almost six, just talking about everything. About some projects that we would like to do together, like this, that, or the other. Just, just talking, chopping it up, and we never got to recording the podcasts. So I got him on, and truth be told, we, I didn't intend to do to speak much about transfers and and transfer policy and speculations, this, that, or the other, and get his thoughts. I didn't, I didn't plan on doing it. We were just gonna do a straight post-match review from this weekend's Huddersfield game, but we ended up talking for an hour, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's chop it up, and I'll put out two podcasts with this one being the first of, well, Secrets Out, we're doing three, we're doing this one, which well, we did this one, the Huddersfield post-match, and then we're going to be recording we have it penciled in. We're going to be recording to do a match preview for the Manchester City game this weekend. So, uh, quiet. Dog's about to start barking. Anyways, so guys, enjoy this episode of the podcast. It's with my main man, Nini FC, directly responsible for uh, for putting me on. For putting me on. So here it is. I'll talk to you guys on the back end. All right, what's going on, everybody? Today on the All-American Chelsea podcast, after weeks of going back and forth, of planning, of actually speaking to my brother for six hours and not recording a podcast, (laughs) we finally get him on wax, on tape, officially on the All-American Chelsea podcast. And that is none other than Meanie FC yes
2: bro how are you man thanks for having me on and yes it's it's funny to think that last time we were speaking like girls for six hours without even getting down to business but that just literally tells you that the whole vibe with us you know everything's always natural you know we're friends we're always talking so so yeah it's good man
0: Nini, i got a question for you now on on your birth certificate does it come out fc slash like comma (laughs) Nini or like how does that work like like like, okay, all right, everybody, so this is an insight. I know this man's real name. However, I have a personal rule. Whatever I meet you as, that's what we're setting. So I'm all for, you know, calling you whatever you want to be called. If you introduce yourself as little homie, then little homie is what you'll be. I don't care what the hell your name is. I know this man's real name. However, I met him as Nini FC. So... Till the day he, till the day I die, I will never call him outside of Nini FC. I don't care. We could, and this will happen. We're going to be, you know, uh, meeting each other up, going out to dinners, the family. We're going to meet every. I'm still going to be calling him Nini FC. So let me ask you the million dollar question How did you get the word, I mean, the name Nini?
2: fc standard is that like yeah, a fc free... standard uh, you know I'll, I'll explain the fc part you know what I, I used to like there's this YouTuber called uh spencer fc
0: uh-huh. so that's
2: literally why i added the fc there and Nini, well um it's basically something my mom used to give me as a nickname when i was uh... young i like, you know how the brazilians do it where they've got like you know they got they get called like oscar or whatever because of some like you know some dumbass nickname yeah it was literally the same thing for me i was thought you know what i gotta put a football angle onto this let me add the FC. It sounds a bit catchy. It sounds like it bangs a tiny bit. Let's see how it does. But you know what? I used to struggle for so long to think of a name for YouTube. It was so long. It was so hard. But I thought, you know what? Let me keep it simple. Let me keep it basic.
0: And let me keep... You know what I like about that? That at the end of the day, bro, you're still representing your family you're still rocking with the name even though we all rock with the name that our parents gave us i mean in some form and fashion even even though you know if we don't use it but it's still you know like i like that i like that it's it's a name that my family calls me, and if you're yeah. calling me by Nini, that means you're we're family. I like that.
2: Yeah. I like that. That's 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 the thing with me, man. I'm a very like uh, I'm I'm a bit of a simple guy at heart. Like I'm very minimalistic, you know. So like I'm not like a big and showy guy. So I just want an uh, understated name. That's a little bit catchy.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Dope, dope. All right, my brother. So first. Uh For the listeners, we definitely wanted to bring you a transfer video. And I know, I know we were supposed to bring you a transfer video. And truth be told, we recorded, we spoke for six hours before uh, we even did a podcast. And I know I wanted to get you guys, uh, get Nene on for that. But we're not going to be doing the transfer video. However, there was one question that didn't get answered in the transfer video that that uh, uh, uh somebody sent in and i definitely promised that person to get the answer the question answered and that was the dude wanted to know what nini what the hell is going on with masunda
2: masunda that's a great question um you guys i can give you guys a bit of context in regards to you know how i get information in the news you know there, there's a handful of people which i'm very fortunate to know that you know that do give me information behind the scenes but you guys have to understand, you know, what am I really offering them in return? They're literally doing it from the kindness of their heart because they like what I do. I can't then keep pestering them every single day, asking about this, asking about that, asking about that. I mean, they get the information from their own sources. You know what I mean? And I, I know how some of them get the information from their sources because they said, but obviously I can't disclose. But, you know, I, I can't ask about every single thing, you know. Masunda... Unfortunately, because he's not really in like the, the current news, he's not someone I can really ask about. You know what I mean? Because it's like you know that that's these guys taking time out of their day to then pest other people to find out about this and find out about that. And it's like you know, we, we, I feel like we've got a very good relationship in the sense that I get the right amount of information, and I feel like um I'm not being overbearing. You know?
0: I 100% understand because you can't like you know you gotta be this the information is only coming from one point yeah Yeah. you gotta be it's like bro like all of the and this goes for all the journalists if you want to find out about chelsea and what's going on chelsea obviously you're gonna go to the source so you gotta be respectful with yeah how you disclose the information you receive because it's all coming from one place if you're talking about you know Eden Hazard's contract situation, which for this podcast we're not going to get into. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> guys. Truth be told, my heart is broken. I've already lit a candle. I'm already counting out down the days till he's not on the team anymore. Like my heart yeah. is broken. My heart is broken. Yeah,
2: but, but before even before you even say that, I just wanted to just quickly add. You know, a lot of times people will be like to me, Nini. You know why are you disclosing this news as quickly as possible? Because, you know, I built up a tiny bit of an unfair reputation, in my opinion, where, you know, people think, oh, you know, Nini, of course he's tweeting again that oh, he heard about this time ago. But if he's heard about it time ago, why hasn't he actually then posted it? Why is he only posting it now when the news is out? But people gotta understand, listen, I'm, I'm, I've never once stated that I'm like the go-to guy to get all your exclusive news first. I don't see why people find it hard to understand, you know what, okay, there's a story that's out there, a lot of times we don't know if there's much like, you know, credence behind the story, is it just a lie, is it over exaggerated, is there much context behind it, what's wrong with me being that guy, that yeah, I probably heard the story, I've got more information I can disclose, than you, that you're not going to get from the report, and then you can tell yourself okay, I guess what I read was a real thing, it wasn't bullshit. Why can't I be that guy that just really gives you that reassurance that, yeah, you know, this is the right information. This isn't the right information because that's how I kind of see myself.
0: I 100% understand. And and to further underscore highlight how this information, one, all I know is that when he, I I will leave it like this. When Nini has said that I heard this information weeks ago, believe him. That's all I'm going to say about that. Be I'm willing to put my reputation on the line um to say that believe him. That's all I'm going to say. Uh two If Nini let's say is uh, let's say I'm negotiating a deal with Chelsea or anybody, anything and any business whatever you want. I'm negotiating a deal to purchase yeah. a home. I'm going and I'm speaking only there's three people involved, the club, my agent and myself. I then my agent then goes and shares that information with Nini. Nini then goes, shares that information with the world. Well, the three people involved are going to know, are going to do simple math to say, hey, who, how did this information get out? There's a leak somewhere. There's yeah. only a few players in the game and there's a leak somewhere. We didn't authorize this information to get out. And now everybody's at a disadvantage when it comes to negotiating this, that, or, the other. or one party's going to be at a disadvantage negotiating because... Yeah sensitive information has gotten out. So when it comes to breaking news and breaking this out of the other everybody all in all in all um in all media and all journalism filters their information through through uh, uh that filter. Like I got to get this information out. It's a balance. I got to get this information out. And also, um, protect my sources so that we, so that I can continue releasing this information. So, you know, it, that's, I guess let's move on from there. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, you know what? No, no, Nini, that's, you know what? No, I'm holding you to the fire. Talk to me. How the hell does transfers work? Let's, we're already here. Did I lose
2: you? Yo Hey, hey <laughs> oh, Fucking
1: hell.
2: Oh, yeah. Damn, my bad You know what it was? I, I put it on mute because my girl is cleaning up in the background And I didn't want to pick up any background noise But I completely forgot that I didn't take it off mute So sorry oh. about that <laughs> I mean, it'd be easy to edit that part
0: out. No, we don't edit shit here. We're (laughs) we're rolling one take and one take only. Ball so hard.
2: (laughs) But yeah, as I was saying, as I was saying, you know, a a lot of times when it comes to, you know, news being leaked and disclosed and stuff, this industry, people talk, you know, it it could be the players. A lot of times they're the ones that give information away Uh. People close to them, friends, families, acquaintances, even things like maybe a taxi driver. Maybe he's picking this guy up every every single week. You know what I mean? You've got to build a little bit of a relationship. You end up talking. You might spill the beans on some things. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous the amount of people that talk about stuff. So when people say things like, oh, I can't believe that, um, uh, you know, there's no way anyone can hear about this unless they're in the boardroom. It's complete nonsense because it's not like that it's really not like that. So, um, I I don't know. I think that, um, I think maybe one day in the future, I'd like to do a video on that, maybe interviewing people, getting their perspective on things to just educate people on how this stuff works. I think that a lot of times, you know, you get a lot of these maybe false social media accounts, like these really poor, like newspapers or reports that really do just like, you know, exaggerate stories or sensationalize them. And that, you know, that, that obviously puts people off, but I mean, you know, a lot of times, the stuff we hear, it is it, true. And, and the one thing that people keep forgetting every single time is, you know, and people think this is a cop out answer, but things do change on a daily basis, and it's common. If if you're in an industry where it relies on constant negotiation, I mean, how can you think that terms are going to be set in stone forever? I mean, it's just not the case.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I you know what, I. I... Watching the Netflix doctor documentary uh, on Sunderland really kind of yeah. opened my eyes. Um, and again, for those who haven't seen it, I highly recommend the documentary "This Is Sunderland" on Netflix. Yeah, even though Sunderland is not a Premier League side anymore, this that, but it gives you an insight on how these things work. Yeah. Um, bro, like, it, it, What people have to understand is that. These are at the end of the day, these are human beings negotiating. I mean, hell. Nene and I, on the six hour conversation that we <laughs> last time we spoke, we discussed future plans and this and that and, and, and a whole yeah. bunch of things. And we spoke again today, and a few things have changed. And we're we're just spitballing ideas. So what is that same expectation? Yeah. Should be placed on a group of humans doing the same thing, you know? They yeah. could be. They could be. I mean, this morning, all the information, all the news broke that Eden Hazard has made his decision, and to me personally, I'm of the opinion that he's gone. However, yeah. uh, Liam Ta- Ta- i don't even know how to say Townie.
2: Townie. Well, what, what's what's he said? Because before I before you even tell me, the Hazard thing, I think it's quite interesting because I released a video a while back. Stating that, you know, he told teammates that, you know, he does want to leave. But Hazard, as he's already told us, personally himself in interviews, is always changing his mind. I mean, he does love the city. Uh, obviously, you know, he is comfortable here. I think he just sees Real Madrid as like a, the really last opportunity to try something new. I think he'd be down for that, but I don't think he's like fully, fully... 1,000% committed to leaving because if that's the case, he would have done that already and he'd be he'd be doing a Courtois, you know what I mean, which he yeah. isn't doing. So well, I think that with with Hazard, I think, again, I think as the season goes on, depending on how successful the season goes, that's how we we'll get more information. I mean, let's say we start, let's say this month in February ends up being one of the most memorable months for us in years and we beat Man City, you know, we we beat Malmo, you know, we have you know, we win the the cup final as well, you know, and, and we beat Tottenham, like in a, in a, you know, and we properly beat Tottenham, then who knows what's gonna happen then? You might be thinking, Wow, sorry, ball's working, there's potential here. I keep thinking to myself, Real Madrid, why Real Madrid now? They're in decline, you know what I mean? And Real Madrid, why would he be so invested in signing Hazard and Vinicius Jr. right now is playing fantastically well. You know, yeah. you'd be just getting a roadblock. You got Asensio, Isco, Vinicius. I mean, this has I'd really the guy that you want to spend a hundred plus million and on? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not too sure.
0: I, I I don't know. Like, all right. So let's. What Liam said, and if for those who don't know, Liam, Tommy yeah. is uh, a reporter for ESPN. He's actually he go. He's one of the reporters that um in the pre match and post match. Uh, press conferences, Asari does, um, he's one of the guys in the room. So if you're not following him on Twitter, he's a great follow. So what he said this morning, literally an hour ago, and this is February 5th, is my understanding is the RMC interview with Hazard was done at least two months ago. He yeah. sounded less certain of his future in more recent comments. Mm-hmm. None of this means he, wasn't, he hasn't decided, of course – it's not just defenders that Hazard likes to keep guessing. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, me personally, this is my opinion. Man, obviously Nini knows way. I'll- guys, Nini is in the know. He knows people that knows people that knows people that he know. He's in the know, so he's gonna know more than I am, and I purposely keep myself out of the know. Um, so this is my beliefs is that hazard is gone. I personally believe that, uh, I feel like if he was going to stay, we would hear a lot, a little bit more reports from a few more peoples that he's getting ready to sign a contract or he's going to sign a contract. It it would just, I just feel like that information would already start making its leaks. Nini, you can, you can back me up on this. How yeah. long before players have signed a contract have you known that they're going to sign the contract?
2: Um, I mean, there, there's, there's been a few. I mean, uh, obviously, um, you know, I can tell you the recent ones. You know, we, we offered Seth Fabregas another deal and obviously he rejected that. And that's one of the main reasons as to why he went to Monaco. But then sometimes, you know, I, I was told too that Rudiger was going to be a thing from like maybe like two weeks before the report came out. But in the end, obviously Rudiger said that I don't want to negotiate a new contract right now. I've just signed something quite recently. You know what I mean? There's there's no real yeah. point for me to do that. So, so you know, I, I do hear these things sometimes. But yeah, obviously getting back to that Liam Towney thing, that is quite interesting because if he's saying that th- this is what he's hearing two months ago. Then this adds even more layers and more context in regards to you know that report I released because obviously um around that time I said that uh, you know Hazard had, had told people that you know and and told people and and you know his teammates as well that he is interested in in, in leaving and he does want to go but I mean if this is from two months ago things will be completely different now I don't have any recent update with Eden Hazard so far but it's not the first time that, you know, I mean, again, I've always kind of known this now, and it's just like even more proof that a lot of times reports you read in, in the press sometimes, it's just old stories. And, and it does make a lot of sense. I mean, think about it like this, the entire world is ruled by money, you know, it's a capitalist society, you need to make money. So of course, you are going to have slow news days, because you you can't have something fire every single day. Maybe you're going to, you, you're going to keep hold of something, and then maybe release it when, you know, it's a much better time to release it. You've got to think it's not always smart to just release every piece of information that you have straight away. In the next few days, you might get a bit more context in regards to things. You could have found out, oh, maybe there was a small mistake made here. Here's the updated version, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of like sense that goes into it. I mean, even for me, I I mean, sometimes I do it. Like, for example, if there's like a random player that I'm hearing that we're talking about, yeah, you might be thinking, okay, why don't you just do a video on it immediately? But then sometimes it's like, well, why should I do it now? Because no one's searching for the player. No one cares about the player right now. It's not as if I'm at a level where anything I post is going to like just push major traffic towards something. That's never going to be the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes i got to pick the moments when it makes sense to release info. And, and a lot of times, sometimes it's been unfortunate, but you know, sometimes these pressed guys are talking about a story that I've already heard of like OWA from a few weeks ago. I heard of this at the end of November when I got told everything about Sari's interest in OWA. The same report came out literally a few weeks ago this year. So it literally sums everything up. This is old. So a lot of times, you know, it's a business, it's an industry. People are making money. You you know know what I mean? So, this is how it is.
0: I, (laughs) I, It's just one of those things like
2: It's confusing, man. Yeah.
0: I hate transfer season, but I love it. It's literally my favorite. It's literally my favorite. It's it's my favorite because of the hope. It's my favorite because of the disappointment. Like nothing will be I'm I'm sorry. I I always say this, people know this. Uh if you follow me on Twitter, All American CFC on Twitter. Yeah. My favorite twenty-four hour period was when messi liked and started following chelsea on instagram i it was my favorite the hope the idea that this guy was gonna come to chelsea like the dreams like it was amazing 24 hour period quickly it came out that he had signed a new contract for barcelona and that was (laughs) the end of that but it was awesome and it is why i love the transfer season i love it I, i i personally love it it's my favorite yeah it's my favorite. Um, I wanted to ask you about something. Damn it, I forgot. <laughs> I hate when that happens. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I wanted to ask you about something. Um, shit. All right, all right. Oh, okay. Here we go. With personally, yeah. Hazard has said that his dream move is Real Madrid. Where mm. would you Where would you prefer to see him? He ha- let's say he has to go. He has to go. Where would you like to see him? Because this is a conversation that I'm actively having with you know people within my the different group chats that mm. I'm in. Um I personally would love to see him at Barcelona and not at Real Madrid.
2: Mm. Mm, I mean well, I mean that would be a bit too evil, wouldn't it? Messi and Hazard playing together. I would like, personally two, love that. the two best dribblers in the entire but Dembele. Oh, come on, man. I don't think that, that's a bit too excessive. I feel sorry for teams in Spain. But um, I don't know. I think I, I think if you're Hazard and you're serious about winning things, then I think if Barca, of course, hypothetically came with an offer, I agree. I'd, I'd pick Barcelona over Real Madrid. I think with Real Madrid now, they've got a massive re- rebuilding job. I mean, their season hasn't been that great for a while now. I mean, a lot of times their seasons have been saved by Champions League wins, but, you know, I'm making it sound as if winning the Champions League is like winning the Carabao Cup. I mean, of course it isn't. But, um, but yeah, I I think that Real Madrid are going to be in transition, where, you know, they're going to spend the next two seasons trying to find replacement for players. It's impossible that these guys that have won so many trophies together can consistently keep up that, you know, dedication and motivation every single week. It's impossible. We're human. It doesn't work like that. And I think that Real Madrid needs to sign a lot of players to get, you know, back to that mentality of, you know, really striving to improve and win. I think it's going to take a while. I think, you know, us at a club right now that are are in like a similar position when it comes to transitioning, you know, but trying to become a much more evolved football team with a new style of football, et cetera, et cetera. I I can't see why he'd leave us to go to a club where he'd be taking another step backwards because I don't think Real Madrid now are going to be close to winning La Liga but maybe another 2 years
0: and he'll be 30 years old by then
2: yeah exactly coming exactly. off
0: i mean who knows what i i, I was just about to say he's going to be coming off the bench at 30 years old who knows I, I who knows but at 30 years old i see the thing is that there's so many arguments to make that he Should go that he is going. There's so many arguments to make that it would be the worst time for him to go. Uh, It. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would just personally prefer to see him at at uh at at Barcelona playing along Messi's because he is to me in my opinion, if he goes to Real Madrid, he might be expected to carry the entire club. He might, exactly. he might be, and, and it's just to me, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. I, I just don't, we've already seen it for seven years. He's expect, been expected, I mean, I, I wouldn't say all seven, but I think for now a few years now here, at at, at least for the last couple of years, he's been expected yeah. at Chelsea to be the man.
2: And I, for, I kind of feel like he has been the man for us though. Don't you think? I mean, he's got his own unique style, but I think he has been that main man. Every player on the pitch looks for him. He makes every good thing happen for us. You know what I mean? It's just just like, what are people expecting? I mean, when you look at the goals people at Ronaldo and Messi score, I I mean, 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 looking at Ronaldo, for example, because people seem to think because Hazard doesn't score as much goals as them, he's not as good for some baffling reason. But look, they, they play in systems where you know, most they, they score like ten goals a season from cutback passes in the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many goals does Ronaldo score from just having to tap it in in that sense? That, that mm. shows you just how good the team is at breaking teams down. And of course it's gonna make it easier to create opportunities. So I, I mean that that's the context. You look at the goals Hazard scores, most times he's creating in himself. He's either beaten two man and scored, or he's done some something unbelievable to get a goal. He doesn't have. You, you don't have William assisting Hazard. You don't have Pedro assisting him. You don't have anyone assisting Hazard, do you?
0: Mm-mm. No. No. It's just so many arguments for. There's yeah. so many arguments against. Okay, so let's play this game. Yeah. He leaves in the summer. Obviously, we don't. Okay, let's get it out. Let's set the table. There is nobody in the world uh, outside of. One or two players that like for like can replace Eden Hazard. Um, yeah. I I, I I'll let you I'll let the listeners decide who that those players are. Outside of getting those guys, you can't replace Eden Hazard like for like. So we have to yeah. still play somebody in the left wing. Who would you like to see become the starter? Oh well, first, do you think Callum hudson odoi is would be by next year ready to f- to to assume the role as the starting left wing?
2: I mean, honestly, I think in terms of his talent and his ability, I think that he could easily rise to the challenge because when the guy plays, he plays with the confidence and his ability where it's like, you know, you, you have to realize like he's kind of auditioning every single time. You barely get any minutes and the few minutes you do get, you have to make something happen so you can like stick in the memory of the manager. And I feel that's what Hudson-Odoi does. There's always something positive he's providing in the game. And I think that he's someone that if he really trusted him and developed him, he could take over from Hazard. I think what fans would have to understand is, you know, to get a like-like for, like for anyone is impossible. You know, if Ronaldo goes, you can't replace him. This is why Madrid are looking for a different Galactico, not one that's similar as Ronaldo. You know, if Messi ever left, I mean, I don't know who they'd get up front, you know, but... um. But yeah, I don't know, I I think Hudson-Odoi, I would take that risk because I think, stability-wise, I I don't think, I don't think his. when I look at Sterling at the same age as Hudson-Odoi, I I see Hudson-Odoi as being more complete. I think he rarely loses the ball in the final third, he's very quick with the ball, his movement's getting better, he can shoot, he can beat a man easily, he's got all the talents you'd need. And it's like, I've seen this guy outshine Willian and Pedro the past few weeks by making things happen. So I'd take that risk. If Chelsea don't want to take that risk, because let's be serious, we, we can be a bit pussy-ish. <laughs> I think if you're going to... Listen, don't make the mistakes clubs like United did, where they sold Ronaldo and they signed Valencia. That's nonsense. If you're serious, you sell Hazard, and buy Insigne from Napoli. Napoli, here's 100 million. You want to? Because I think in oh, I
0: don't want to do very business similar with, with again, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I know what
2: you do. I, I, I don't.
0: I, I I'm 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 done. Like I'm done with nap. I'm done with Italian team. Well, no AC no, Milan. No, AC, thing, thing, AC Milan is the, the greatest t- Italian team ever. Mean.
2: But with Italian teams, it's very simple. If you cough up the money, you're saving yourself a hassle. We're just not a club that will cough up the money for any player. Well, If this Messi was on the market, we'd look to negotiate to bring the price down or do something that's going to self-serve us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, it's really helped us out a lot. But at the same time, it costs us when it comes to getting deals done. You know, So I think that for someone like Hazard going, you have to realise, damn, this is going to be terrible for everyone. Number one, all our rivals in the league are going to feel more confident that the best player in the league is left, the best player in our team has gone. You have to then obviously sign a player that's going to inspire confidence in the squad that yeah. Wait, wait, like hold on, you said, you said.
0: Hold on, not yeah. to stop. To, I'm sorry to sorry. stop you, but you that's said something cool. very important that I want you to say it again, underline it, and exclamation point. You said something about the best player. Say that again. <laughs> say that again <laughs> louder for the people. It, yeah. it, for the people the in the back. Then. Say it again.
2: Of course, the best player. In the league is simple that's why it. is it a debate why yeah. is it a debate Thank i don't you. understand i don't get it but that's what, what i was trying to say though man was you know you have to make you have to make a, a statement if you're selling hazard that's a massive statement you're making because then you, you, the clubs weak. it becomes weak immediately you know, you're going to be weak and if, let's say you want to sign a player and he's thinking, well, oh, you just sold Hazard. How do I know you guys are serious? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to inspire more confidence in the league. What if they decide to spend a bit more now to really, like, make sure that, you know, it makes it harder for us to get top four football. So I think if Hazard goes, if you're not going to take a risk and use hudson O'Doy, you have to spend big money on someone guaranteed. So if that's in Sydney and you have to spend a hundred million, you have to, but you have to spend that money, because otherwise, if you're not going to spend the guaranteed money for these types of signings, are you going to replace them with? But you're going to take a gamble with like a Depay or something? He's not anywhere near the same level as one of the best players in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, but are we a club that can do that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if we get Champions League football, if we get a high league standing, if we win some tournaments and get really far in them. We'll make a lot of money this year, you know. We haven't splashed all our chance of budget either, so I mean it's been quite profitable, and I expect next year's revenue reports to be even higher than this year's. But I mean, obviously, if Hazard's going, uh, this club needs to spend the money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't I don't. Let's let's be clear about something, and this is a big, big, big um point that you always always make sure to underline. Chelsea are, are, are not – there's not a, an issue when it comes to money. There's plenty of money to go around. Yeah. I mean, we've seen – this club loves to spend money. We've spent it on shit players time and time again. So this club and, – and, and a lot of shit players. So this club has tons of money to spend. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's just <sighs> – I, I, you know what it is? It's that I have to talk about this, but I don't yeah. want to talk about it. I, I <laughs> swear to God, I don't want to live and talk, talk in a world where Ed Hazard leaves. So that yeah. always, it always, it always cla it always like uh, weighs on me. But fuck it. We have, we're here. So would you be up for, okay? So let's, okay, we start Kalam Hudson Adoy. Yeah. At left wing, or we bring somebody in. What about splashing the cash or spending the hazard budget or the hazard money in another position, like a striker? And you start, you save them. You start in and doy, and you <coughs> spend it on a striker. Is that even a smart idea? Is that feasible? Is that I mean, is that realistic?
2: I mean, I don't, I think it is because I, again, you know, the club want to get rid of all the forwards to sign a completely. You know, new striking partnership, you know, obviously not partnership in the sense that they'll play together, but they want a, a main guy and a, and a second guy. So, obviously, Mitch, he's going to go. Uh, Marasa, they, hopefully he performs at Lettico and they sign him on a permanent. Uh, and then Giroud is probably going to leave as well because he's not going to get a new contract renewal. We're going to be in the market for a big forward, you know, Higuain. Hopefully, I mean, let's see how he does, but he is kind of like the, the temporary higher class solution for now. But we'll be in the market for a big-name striker now. I know, like in Icardi's, always been a player the club have monitored, so that's not even Up like news, in my opinion. But just, but again, I, I, sometimes I feel people get a bit too excited when they hear inquiries. I mean. Clubs inquire by everything. I mean, there's inquiries made about Messi in case he ever potentially left Barcelona. That doesn't mean that Paris Saint-Germain or Man City are guaranteed to sign him. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, it's
0: part of the job. They have yeah, to. They have course. to have. A, they course. have to have a plan for everything. That's that's business. There there's contingency plans exactly in all facets of business. And if and if if your business doesn't have a contingency plan then you're running a bad business so that, exactly. that goes
2: without saying exactly but i mean yeah i mean a big name striker it makes you think when you look in the market who's really available and i yeah cardi was one of the best finishes so far but i guarantee you man i guarantee people are gonna be so frustrated if they ever saw him playing a chelsea shirt. why because don't expect him to do much other than scoring Don't expect him to drop deep and really bust the gut defensively. Yeah, he'll he'll close a few passing lanes every now and then, but don't expect him to to be that type of guy. Don't expect him when when things are going hard to drop deep and obviously get involved in the play. He's not that guy. He's literally a goal scorer. I mean, even his current form at Inter, it's like one and two. He's always been like a one and two striker for me. Yeah, of course, extremely clinical because he doesn't need like five shots a game. Mm -hmm. But then you know what this country is like? If they're quick to call anyone lazy. They don't understand that footballs become much more specialized now. It's not about needing players that can do ten things good. It's about needing your players now that can do their one thing at the highest, highest level. because and this is what this is how you build your team then. If you can then sign like another you know eleven players for your first team that are, that do one particular thing at a very high level and they all complement each other by doing their very high things. You know, that's how football teams work these days, you know. I'm just thinking, Akadi, he's a sexy signing, but is he really the signing I'd want? And for me, I don't know, man. I look at football today, I don't even personally feel like you need like a legit striker like that. I, I like what C- teams like City and Liverpool do, where, you know, the goals are shared uh, between the front three. I-, I don't want one main goal scorer. I want three that can consistently get me 15, 20 goals each. Because I think that that's worth more than just you know supplying one guy to get you the twenty five goals.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I think if you look at City and Liverpool especially I'm impressed. I mean it's hard to not to be impressed with what City has done, but Liverpool yeah. especially like when you see what, what they're doing and you frame it around that they sold their best player exactly yeah. a year ago. One year ago it's it's be and they still it they didn't miss a beat. They yeah. didn't miss a beat. That that tells you everything. If Chelsea sold Eden Hazard during the January window, where the hell would this club be? Yeah. Where the hell would we be? We well, I mean, shit. We see it when when we play without him yeah. in the Europa League or whatever, the Carabao Cup. I mean, we see what how we were like. But for them to do it now, one thing that I always for to finish it, the sentence. Yeah. I'm. I'm in 2019. I am learning to become a better speaker, a better order. So I yeah. need to speak, finish the sentence. So it's hard not to be impressed with Liverpool. Now, I would love for Chelsea to adopt the Manchester City model in that, yes, we don't. we're not going to spend like Manchester City, but if you look at their roster, how come is it okay for them to have four wingers in my opinion Mm -hmm. right they have four wingers that it's okay for them to have raheem sterling and also go out and sign mares yeah it's okay for them to have what uh who is their other winger uh no david silva see the thing is they they all play to me they all play the exact same position and that is wherever the hell (laughs) they need to fill yeah but like it's okay to have david silva and then also sign bernardo silva
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know what i'm saying like like I would love for us to adopt that model. That yeah, we have. We have four guys, five guys, that all play, and we just spent. I you know we just spent sixty on Christian Pulisic, and we're also gonna spend another sixty to bring in somebody like uh, a a sexy name that's going around. It's Pepe. Like to bring in Pepe. It doesn't matter that they play the same position. I don't care that they play the same position, but I Mm -hmm. want them there. Like Manchester City, I felt like when they won their first Premier League. Like don't don't you remember it was Aguero playing 80 minutes, 85 minutes and then if they were down one or they were tied they would bring in Denzeco. Yeah. And it was always Denzeco with the 90th minute header like to win them mm-hmm. the game. Then also they had Botatelli on the bench. Like as Chelsea fans, like as Chelsea supporters, that's what I feel like we should expect from our club. Like yo, like have yeah. a roster full of killers. Of fucking animals.
2: No, exactly. I think that, I think that you know, we, we have to respect our current level and our expectations. I think that's definitely the plan to obviously build towards. But, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think the current situation we have is that I feel like we prioritize, you know, business over footballing success, you know. When we look at certain players and I, when I'm hearing stuff about, you know, one of the main advantages of signing this player is for potential monetary gain it's just like why you know i mean there were a few players and i you know i i, I don't really care what i say ross Sparkley is a player that I, I won't understand why we signed in the first place i mean there could be a debate for emerson especially with how little he's played over the past few years was there really much of a point to signing this guy when we could have used other guys on the loan army on loan temporarily um, You know there's, there's just a few areas You know There's just a few like, I mean Danny Drinkwater infamously
0: That's the most one Most pointless me.
2: signing I did not blame the guy I don't blame him I mean Hell Sorry He's no. told everyone He said The guy's better in a two I don't need those Qualities of my team That's not Danny's fault like, That he's not getting In the team That's the club's fault For being so stupidly Short-sighted you know, I don't
0: know, like, Danny Drinkwater, this dude deserves a trophy. He deserves yeah. a trophy. And all of the people, like, anybody that's working a nine to five, they're in a cubicle and they aspire to be somebody like Danny Drinkwater that's making a hundred thousand dollars a week. Listen to me again a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a week to live the life. Of a professional
2: athlete But come on it's not, it, it wasn't as if like, He was earning like I don't know 10,000 a week at Leicester uh, he, he was a league winner Like one of their best players I'm sure that His contract was pretty decent Maybe he got like a bit Maybe his, his bonuses came For like you know Appearances he makes and stuff But You know I, I feel sorry for the guy I, I, I thought that Leicester He was a very underrated player I thought that he was He was very good But you know This is what I say man This The reason why Man City can make signings like this Is because you know, they, they put the team first, you know. Players, they sign, they sign to complement the team to get, like, the best out of them. It's, it's like micromanagement. It's like, you know... It's, really it's a plan. Twi- yeah, it's a, it's plan. a plan. That's it's how you do plan. it. I mean, we don't, we don't have one because if we did, we wouldn't be signing players like Barclays and Dunny's. But and would, to be like fair
0: that. to Ross Barkley, though, like, I... I, I uh, Again, I'm not saying we need to agree with the signing. Yeah, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, okay, I see... It's an. I see an obvious plan. We're gonna take a flyer. What, what did he cost yeah. Chelsea?
2: Nothing. About Fifteen million in the end. Yeah. yeah. We're, gonna,
0: we're gonna take a flyer on a guy that's. He's shown to be pretty good before his injury. I mean, he's not a world beater, but he's he's mm-hmm. okay. And he got an injury. We're getting him on the cheap, in the hopes that, if he does come good or he does at least get back to where he was before, that we can turn yeah. a profit. I'm not saying we need to agree. on on that but at least I can see a plan. It all right it makes yeah. sense. If he worst case scenario, he doesn't he doesn't do anything other than, you know, stays where he's at right now, they're still gonna yeah. turn a profit. Best mm-hmm. case scenario, he would have been a great signing for fifteen million dollars. Like I mm-hmm. get it. Danny drink water. And, and and I'll be the first one to say it's also the reason why I did not want Higuain in the summer. Because yeah. in the summer the reports were it was a straight transfer it was a straight buy i do not want the club spending a bazillion dollars yeah on a 30 something year old striker and also pay him his weekly wages yeah. we didn't need that mm. the way we got him in january perfect perfect worst case scenario let's say he turns into complete shit i yeah. mean well i mean if he turns into complete shit we're not getting <laughs> top four but let's say he's not our striker of the future what's the worst that happened you got six months out of him yeah I mean, there's no risk.
2: So I, I love that signing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that, but I kind of feel like, you know, Chelsea, maybe have got a bit too cocky in regards to, like, you know, you know, like how they be used the loan army. I, I kind of feel like, you know, everywhere, everyone's seen as like a, you know, it's like a statistic on a spreadsheet. They're not really seen as like the actual, like human player. They're seen as, okay, look at this like stat right here. You know, he, he could get, he could earn us this much or that much. And it's like they've tried to apply that to, like, the actual transfer strategy. Now, of course, yeah, you're right. You know, with Ross Barkley, $50 is kind of like a bargain. And it's like, you know, if anything happens, you're guaranteed to make your money back for a minimum. But obviously, you'd get more because he's young, he's English, and it's a Premier League, you know. And he has a tight fade always. Exactly. Yeah, I'll give him credit for that. You know, the skin fade is always on point. Credit to Ross for that. But there's the realities that I feel the club just aren't really... Accepting or realising, number one, do you think that other clubs don't realise that, well, with Chelsea, we can literally get these players for free, in that sense, by us getting them on loan moves? Because we get in a situation where we have to fucking sell these guys in the end, because obviously, you know, they interfield, the squad becomes too big. And we've seen every player we signed, basically, last summer, all the big money ones. Can't sell them. You can't sell Maratta or Bakioko. It's got to be a loan move first. Now, what if either of these clubs say, you know what? Yeah, we use these guys for a bit. Yeah, it costs us maybe five or 10 million. But in the long run, you know, it, it helped us for the, to achieve our goals for this season. That's all we need. Let's target someone better. Then what happened to that Bakioko then? what? You can't then command 35 million for him. You can, yeah. They're then going to have to reduce the the price for him. And hope someone else comes, and you know you, you get in this strategy where you know other clubs are going to take advantage of that, and I don't really see it working. You know another negative is the fact that if you've got these like players that are like these investment signings, you're going to affect your actual investments, which should be the youth, in my opinion. Because if they're yes. seeing that their paths are blocked by guys that aren't really here to play, then why are they going to stay at the club? They're not. I mean, I mean, you take into account too that we've got this transfer ban that looks like it's going to be a thing. We'll yes. find out more information, you know, we'll be clarified more. But the, the club, I've been preparing for this for a while. They've been making a lot of contingency plans because that's what you do when you're a big enterprise like Chelsea FC. You know, you've got contingency plans for everything in preparation for potentially having no chance for ben. This is why a lot of players, so like Fabregas, we tried getting rid of the guy for two seasons and then this year... We offer him a contract just to keep him in case this ban comes. So we've got some leverage with the few You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. That,
2: that gets used against you. And it's like, this is why the club couldn't afford Hudson-Odoi to really leave. Because if this guy leaves and the money is the loan army, what's going to happen to guys like Reece James and Mason Mount? If the best player we've ever produced, because I think Hudson-Odoi is, if he can't even make it and he decides to go, and he's going to Bayern Munich, a club that value his talent, then what are the other guys going to think then? They're going to think, nah, Chelsea aren't the cup for me. Then we become in a messier, messier situation. I mean, there's so many, like, it's like the domino effect. You know, you push one domino, there's so many other pieces that fall together, you know? Yeah. These decisions
0: are not made within a vacuum. They're, they all have,
2: um, a bigger goal. Yeah. Ram- like a bigger there's, to it. Th-
0: yeah, there's all ramifications to the, um, to yeah. a- every decision that is made. um, it's just, man. Like,
2: I, 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 I. know what you mean, man. Because obviously, obviously it, from everything wanna... I've been like hearing about football stuff, it does make you quite disheartened. Because obviously, you know, football is like every other industry. You know, it's, it's going to be very cynical. You know what I mean? When any industry that involves a lot of money and and, and high profileness and stuff, naturally, it's, it's going to be like this. You know. So you, you know, sometimes. The magic this is why i care more about what i see on the pitch instead of what happens behind the scenes and this is why i personally feel like no one should really care too much or really get too attached to like you know players trying to get more money for a contract or you know the club making this decision or etc etc you know what i mean because yeah. they effectively can do whatever they want and where they consume we're going to consume anything chelsea so it's like why even why they even get so attached to this stuff just accept it for the industry it is and just focus on the stuff that you actually support the club for you know
0: and that's the football and that's the football yeah, absolutely the like football. i i uh i got into this with uh with with uh joe tweedy during my transfer video with him and by the end of it my heart was crushed i was so <laughs> hurt like crushed 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 and and now this morning With the Eden Hazard news and then getting down to this. It's like, oh, no, here we go. That sick feeling. Hold on, everybody. Yeah. The the, the man of the hour just woke up. My son, what's happening, buddy? (laughs) Oh, boy. He's pissed off. He has to go to school. He's pissed off. Yeah, he's got to go to school. Nobody likes going to school. (laughs) Buddy, I got bad news for you. This is the first year of many of going to school. And then when you become an adult, guess what? You got to go to work. You gotta go to work, so.
2: Uh but. Yeah, some, get him his chocolate milk. He'll, he'll yeah, be happier then, you know?
0: Yeah, I think he already how many how many uh he already went through chocolate milk already? Yeah, he already he already finished a bottle of chocolate milk.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So
0: it, it's just that god damn, like this this always bums me out this uh this conversation when it comes to the behind the scenes. It's like it's like like I've said before, yeah if there's a famous saying like if you knew what goes into making uh to making you know sausages you wouldn't you wouldn't eat the sausage so <laughs> don't fucking ask it's questions not- you know mind your business not- don't ask I'm questions right. <laughs> oh my god so i guess like you know what? This wasn't supposed to be a transfer show, but everybody, fuck it. We're doing a transfer show. Damn, and, right. And, and, you know what? Like, we've given I, – I think we've given the people the transfer show. NeNe, you want to talk yeah, about right. Huddersfield?
2: You know, I, I think we can talk about it for a bit just to, you know, wrap things up in that. But, um, yeah, I think Huddersfield, again, that's –
0: Oh, hold on, hold less, on. Save uh, it. Save okay. it. Hold on one second. Okay, everybody, I'm guess on. what? I'm pulling an okey-doke. If you want to know about Huddersfield – Guess what? I'm putting out another podcast about the post-match review for Huddersfield. So if you're done listening to this show where me and Nene and I have kicked it about Huddersfield, uh, about the transfer news and about just club in general, if you enjoyed what you've heard here, guess what? Listen to the Huddersfield post-match review with my boy Nini FC. And Jeez. that's gonna be just, you know, this is gonna be one episode, and you just listen to the other one. All right. So everybody, we're gonna talk about Huddersfield now. If you're listening to this. Look for the Huddersfield post match review in uh, wherever you find your podcasting. All right, all right, everybody, we are back. Uh, that's uh that was that was the podcast, man. I had a good time talking to my main man Nini. Um, thank you very much to him. It's always uh man. He and I we have so much in common. It's not even funny. Like if you guys heard the conversations that we have, we, it's like we talk like if we've known each other all our lives ah shit. quiet guys son's home i gotta gotta cut this one short i will quiet my dog he's a pit bull pit bulls are dog aggressive the lady across the street always walks her dog at this time and my dog knows it so he literally sits in the window waiting for this lady the my neighbor to walk her dog in front of my house so he can bark at the dog. Quiet. Unbelievable. Pitbulls, I love them. There's my favorite dog breed, but sometimes it can be a pain in the ass. This dog aggression. Shit is a pain in the ass. It never goes away. Never goes away. It's it's in there for life. You might get a dog that if you've trained it right, if it comes from good line, it comes from good parents. Won't have, won't be so willing to display the dog aggression, but you get others that fuck man, anything, any dog that walks past, they go off and you won't be able to, if you haven't trained your dog right, you won't be able to snap them out of it. So what am I? The fucking dog whisperer anyways. So that's the end of the podcast. Um, this one's dropping. The next one will be dropping in the next day or two. Something like that. But either way, this one's dropping. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to I will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you to Nini. Please go out and follow him. Please follow me, All American CFC. Please follow Nini. At Nini FC I think that's his handle I'm pretty sure his handle On Twitter At Nini FC And I'll talk to you guys again soon Big kiss I love ya How
1: much money you got How much money you got A lot How much money you got A lot How many problems you got A lot How many people done doubted A lot Left you out to ride A lot How many prayed you flop A lot How many lawyers you got A lot How many times you got shot A lot How many niggas you shot A lot How many times did you ride A lot how many niggas done died a lot? How many times did you cheat a lot? How many times did you lie a lot? How many times did she leave a lot? How many times did she cry a lot? How many chances she done gave you? Fuck around with these die. Every day that I'm alive, I'ma ride with this stick. I'd rather be broke in jail than be dead and rich. Told my brothers, take my breath if I turn to a snitch. But I'm 21 for L, ain't no way I'ma switch. Chances just to make a couple bucks My heart so cold I could put it in my cup Game versus the world, me and my dog get was us Then you went and wrote a statement and that really fucked me up My brother lost his life and it turned me to a beast My brother got life and it turned me to the streets I been through the storm and it turned me to a G But the other side was sunny, I get paid to rap on beats How much money you got? A lot How many problems you got?
3: Make memes I'm on the money routine I don't want smoke I want cream I don't want no more comparisons This is a marathon And I'm aware I've been playing a bet From a lack of promotions I never was one For the bragging and boasting I guess I was hoping The music would speak for itself But the people want everything else Okay, no problem I show up on every one album You know what the outcome will be I'm betting a thousand It's got to the point That these rappers don't even like rapping with me Fuck it, come my nigga 21 just hit me And told me he sent me a speech. I know that you special and that the lord bless you don't doubt it my nigga then it's my junior stay solid my nigga i'm on a tangent not how i planned it i had some fans that hopped in a bandit when they thought that i wasn't gonna pan now i got a plan they say the success is the greater revenge tell all your friends call on a mission submitting the spot is the greatest that did it
1: before it all ends nigga how much money you got a lot how many problems you got a lot how many people done doubted a lot left you out the rap a lot how many pray that you flop a lot how many lawyers you got a lot how many times you got shot a lot how many niggas you shot a lot how many times did Take a dive, put away my pride Shoot my shot, DMs, y'all slide She in front, but she used to be my side We take selfies, nah, used to end her life